Hey there, it's Ron. Our next shows will take place on Tuesday, August 8th in San Diego and Wednesday, August 16th in Denver. The theme will be Crossing Over. Next Storyteller. All right, Next Storyteller. Next Storyteller. Our Next Storyteller. Welcome to the Narrators Podcast. This podcast collects stories that were told at the Narrators, a monthly storytelling event that features people telling true stories based on a theme. This story comes from Andrew Curtis Fourlines, Denver comedian and organizing member of Secular Hub, a nonprofit humanist community center in Five Points. This story was recorded live on June 21st, 2017 at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. The theme of the evening was Road Trip. Hello, everybody. Um, growing up, I came, I came from a road tripping family. We did a lot of road trips. I have three brothers, uh, two parents. Um, so that's six of us, so they wouldn't buy fly, uh, plane tickets very often, so we'd, we'd road trip a lot. So I could tell you about a lot of different road trip experiences. Uh, I could tell you about um, the time, the times my dad called us, uh, me and my brothers, assholes, um, mostly, usually in Tennessee. Um, and this is, this is a man who, whose normal life swear word is gosh doggies. Um, so it was really, it was really something. It was a real, real treat to get, to get one of those zingers. Um, I could tell you about the time we went to, uh, the geriatric playland, uh, Colonial Williamsburg, um, (laughs) where we got season passes and went quite often. And I, I really liked the old-timey bakery, so I'd, I'd have my dad take me there. After we'd spend a whole day there, we'd, we'd go back to the camp site, KOA, God bless you, um, pop-up tent. And I, we went back to get some, some bread rolls, because that, that bakery's great. And, it's, uh, and then we get back to the campsite and had downpoured, just drenched. Everyone was soaked. And all the kids and my brothers are all just playing in these, this giant monsoon of a puddle, like an like a instant pool outside of the tent trailer until they realized it was the uh, septic tank backing up. So I dodged, I dodged that. Those aren't the road trips I'm going to talk about. I'm going to tell you, spoiler alert, the road trip where I lost my faith. Yeah. Um, this was the year 2000. It was after Y2K. Uh, we hadn't been raptured. Which was kind of a shock to me. Uh, my, my mother had apologized, saying she was sorry that I would have such a short life. Um, the church library was funny. It was not long. It was in January. All the Y2K books disappeared. And that was, that was the start of some of my doubting. Um, I was never a real believer like my parents. I grew up homeschooled. In a, uh, that's okay. <laughs> this is what we look like. It's all right. We age out eventually. Um, we used to road trip every summer to Tennessee, to Knoxville from Cincinnati, to go to our annual homeschool convention, ATI. There it is. There it is. The uh, denim hijabs that the women would wear. in the khaki uniforms, uh, we would go, and it would be, I don't know, 20,000 ATI, Advanced Training Institute of America, gibberish words. That's how you know it's a cult, is when (laughs) the words make no sense, and the leader is 
indicted for sexual harassment. That's when you get the official cult status. We drive down there. Um, once, it was at the University of Tennessee, uh, go Vols, and there'd be 20,000 of us khaki-clad, stiff people, um, not allowed to talk to the opposite sex. And there was, uh, we would take over the whole arena where they would play the, the sports balls. And there was Charles Brauner in 1997, if you remember, um, was given a very, very vigorous uh, sermon telling us how we would all probably go to hell, but a few of us might make it if we did things just right. Uh, and then he dropped dead on stage in front of 15,000 of us, just bewildered. But it, was God, it was God's will, you know. Um, that's not the road trip I'm going to tell you about. The road trip I'm going to tell you about was after Y2K uh, was when my oldest brother, somehow, I, we, didn't, I, we didn't go to school at all. Um, we were free range. And somehow he got to college. He got, he got to go to Eureka and he was the first one that kind of got out, that got to get away. Um, so he immediately overdosed on LSD. Um, to the point he was in a psych ward uh, for, for quite a while, a week or more. My parents were actually in Colorado Springs, which we were still in Cincinnati, but they, they took a road trip out there um, because that's where the Christian marriage counselor is. And they left myself and my two brothers, my one younger and one older brother, in Cincinnati to fend for ourselves while they were doing that. And in the middle of it, they said, oh, hey, surprise, we have to go to Eureka, California to pick up your brother. He's in a psych ward. And we're like, okay. And then they flew us to Idaho to our very, very religious family friends, the Groschgazers. And... Uh, I got a praying. They had a prayer for me because I, I needed them. They put their hands on me and all that crap. Um, but the, the point is, my parents go to Eureka and they camp out. My brother won't, let, won't see them. And then after about a week in there, he, he relents and he lets them uh, take them out. And then we decided to pretend it was a family road trip. And so we, yeah, we all got together and we're like, let's, well, we're here, <laughs> the trusty minivan. Let's go to Disneyland. And so we take my, my oldest brother, who's not quite right. He's still got, like, he won't stop wearing the patient, the bright orange sweatshirt that he had on. And my parents' way of dealing with things is to not uh, acknowledge them and present the world as they want you to engage in it. So they're always implicitly demanding that we live inside the perception that they create in others of us. So there was a lot of that, a lot of that going on in the back of the minivan, a lot of doubt happening and creeping in. And so we went, we went on a little family vacation. Here's Matthew, 19, a little deranged, a little out of hand, but he's a character. Driving back to Cincinnati, we stopped in Pagosa Springs because we always liked to hit the hot springs. And so we did that. We were in a, one of the timeshare condos, and we're just pretending it's a vacation. And Matthew goes to the hot springs. I don't know if you know this about hot springs, but they, 
They start to release the toxins that are stored in your fat. So he went ahead and uh, overdosed on LSD again <laughs> that was in his body. So, uh, oh, and not to mention, my younger brother and I were not allowed to hang out with my older brother while we were on this trip. So whenever he was doing stuff, my other older brother would, would tag along to make sure he was okay. So Chris and I were just wandering around, kicking rocks mostly. And we get back to the condo, and there's a police car there. And we're like, well, this, this can't be good. And it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, so he had gone. He had had another manic episode and decided to light all of my mother's luggage on fire in the bathroom sink and then threaten my father with a knife. I, th I can't remember. And so they hauled him off to the psych ward in Durango, so we got to stay there for a week. Um, and he shoved his tongue ring in the PlayStation, which is kind of weird. I was like, why won't this controller go in? But drugs do, do a weird thing to you. So that's the road trip I wanted to tell you about. Um, gosh, I wish there was some kind of redeeming quality. The, that was one of the last road trips. The, the final road trip was when, like, right after 9-11. So my other older brother, Jeremy, second oldest, he became a male model for a little while. Uh, homeschooled male model. This is his niche. Um, they have a more innocent look in their eyes. Some people go for. So he's in, he's in New York. He's in Brooklyn doing the male model thing when he's like 18 and 9-11 and happened. Which is anyone else afraid that another attack will happen on 9-11? It concerns me because I don't know what we would call it. That's... So we... Uh, we had an emergency minivan... Uh, Male model extraction from Brooklyn. <laughs> and my parents are like, get in the minivan, we're going. And we drive to New York and we just get like half of his male model friends. They're all crammed together in their apartment, <laughs> shove themselves into the minivan and we're out of there. And we were like, we were male model express for a little while. That was pretty fun. Don't have minivans anymore. You don't see those as much. A lot happens in them. Okay, that's enough. Thank you for listening. Keep it going for Andrew. The Narrators is produced by Robert Rutherford, Mary Robertson, Aaron Rollman, and me, Ron Doyle. Our assistant producer is Sydney Crane. Our theme music is by Whalehawk. And our founder and executive producer is Andrew Orvidal. A very special thanks to our amazing sponsors, Illegal Pete's, Sexy Pizza, from the Hip Photo, and Renegade Brewing Company. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And join us at one of our live monthly shows, which take place every second Tuesday of the month at Tiger Tiger Tavern in San Diego, California, and every third Wednesday of the month at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. Both shows start at 8 p.m. and are always free to attend. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter and... For past episodes, photos from our live shows, and a list of our upcoming events and themes, please visit thenarrators.org. Thanks for listening.